You're listening to sermon audio from Gospelite Baptist Church. For more resources or to donate to this ministry, please visit gospelite.org. We have come to the final month where we are going to emphasize the theme. This is it. It's kind of bittersweet for me. If If you've been a part of our church for a while, you probably would guess that this would be right in my wheelhouse. I mean, next level press toward the mark. It's somewhat of an inspirational theme. There's a lot of opportunity behind a theme like this for a pastor to really just preach. I mean, we're talking about going to the next level. And here we are at the end of the year. We've got a Christmas series in December that's going to be fantastic, but not along the lines of our theme. Our our theme is ending in four sermons, this one and three more. Next week, I've asked Brother Don Schulteis, uh, uh, I don't even want to say Palomalu. How do you say that? Troy Palomalu, wearing a Troy Palomalu shirt. Don's going to preach the second sermon out of the book of Daniel, and and it's going to be amazing next Sunday. And then I'll finish with two sermons at the end of the month to, to conclude the next level theme. The reason I want to take 60 seconds to point that out is because I wonder today how many of us have, throughout this year, really considered what that theme represents in our lives. Have we truly gone, or are we going, are we moving, have we taken the challenge to go to the next level? Each month has contained a core value at Gospel Light. In January, it was this, God is number one in our lives. In February, it was opportunity to grow is always before us. And that should be on the screen. In March, it's service with excellence is our focus. In April, it was people matter more than projects. In in May, it was evangelism is our focus in every possible way. And we've got one more. You can go back. In June, it was love is our reason for sacrifice. That's the word gospel. Those were the four, the six monthly themes. And we talked about taking all of that to the next level. In July, we said laughter is the key to our ministry. In August, we said involvement by all is our aim. In September, we said generosity is our way of life. Last month, in October, we said hope is what we offer to the world as a church. So as you focus on those words before we get to the last one here, focus on God, opportunity, service, people, evangelism, love, laughter, involvement, generosity, hope. Church family, have we just gone through the motions for the first 10 months? Have we just enjoyed a a, a properly prepared message and a nice theme and a really cool graphic that maybe is the best graphic we've ever had at Gospel Light? I, I mean, I look at that every week and smile. I look at it every week and think, man, that is so clever. That E that goes up in every word and, and indicates there is a step. There's a, 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 we're pressing on the upward way. We're pressing toward the mark. I mean, what a theme. And I almost hate to see it go. But has it impacted your life? These things we've been talking about. And then today, the 11th core value, the letter T, thinking bigger and expecting more is our mindset. And the next level statement, thinking big at the next level. And and why would we want to do that? Because Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 says, as our theme verse for the month and the text of this morning's message, now to him who is able to do above... And beyond all that we ask or think, 
according to the power that works in us. Wow. Now, with all of that in mind, for the month of November, our sermon series is entitled Limitless. Our God is able. And the message this morning as we begin this series is entitled, God is able to go above and beyond. Let's think outside the box. And so I want to present to you this morning as we introduce this message that our God is able. Are you ready? Let's begin. You know, everybody has that one thing. You know, that one thing. That, that, that we really are struggling with in our lives. That, that, that one issue that we just can't seem to fix. Something that keeps creeping up into our hearts and minds. Something that happened in our past. Some addiction we struggle with. Some dream that we just can't seem to, to, reali- to realize. That one thing. And just when you think you've got it or just when you think you've beat it. It happens again. You think, you know, if God could just do this, if God could just do this, I mean, if God could just help me in this one area, and you actually think he can, and if you're like me, oftentimes you have a scripture that kind of proves it. Like, yeah, yeah, God said, right there in the Bible, God said that he can do it. But deep down, where your soul stirs, you doubt. And you wonder, is God really able? Can God really do this? Question, what is that for you? Can God heal my broken heart? Can God save my marriage? Can God protect me from danger? Will this sad feeling ever go away? Is God able to ease the burden of of guilt that I feel? Is God able to provide the money to buy the house? Is God able to relieve my, my emotional turmoil? What is it for you? What is your one thing? And and let me be clear. I think I'm looking at at an audience this morning that that believes that that God is powerful. We just sang a moment ago, there's nothing that my God can't do. Right? And I I felt it. I sensed it. I heard it. I, I saw the words on the screen. The same words that you saw. We believe that in theory. But when faith is required, that's the test. It's in these moments we must remember, church, that God is able. That God is limitless in his potential. That God is limitless in his power. We sang a moment ago that God moves mountains and God can move mountains. But what happens when God leaves mountains unmovable? Do we still believe that God is able? Because faith says just because God can doesn't mean he will. And just because he hasn't doesn't mean he won't. 
The bottom line is this. He's able. He is limitless. In the great worship song, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, those amazing lyrics that remind us, even when I don't see it, he's working. And even when I don't feel it, he's working. You never stop. He never stops working. Our God is at work with us here this morning. And sometimes the best work is not what God does for us. Sometimes the best work is what God does in us. Helps to change our perspective. Refuels a lost passion that we once had. Refocuses an ignored, misplaced priority in our lives. Refreshes a spirit that's been darkened by depression. Or softens a heart that's grown hard and cold through unforgiveness. Or maybe exposes our false beliefs and transforms our minds. Our God is able. But it's in those unsure moments we can start to put God in a box. And God is not confined to the box of our imagination. God is bigger than our box. He is limitless. Life in the box means a life that is confined. Life in the box means a life that is limited. Life in the box means a life that seems safe, that seems normal. And that's sometimes where we want to be and where we want God to be with us. We just want to be safe. Persecuted church, hey, no, not for me. I, I don't think I could survive that. I don't think our church could survive that. I, 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 so, I, I can't imagine these things. I mean, we can find God, but life in the box is not where God is. God is limitless. God will not let us conveniently confine him to our limits, our boundaries, or our parameters. Now let's go to the text. Ephesians chapter 3. It's amazing. Paul is absolutely masterful in his writing to this church. In Ephesians, here in this book, he takes us to the mysteries and the glory of God. And there are a couple of prayers, beautiful prayers that he prays here in Ephesians 1. You'll read in Ephesians 1. But the second prayer in the letter to the church at Ephesus is found in Ephesians chapter 3. And Paul prays this. For this reason, I kneel... Before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. I pray that he may grant you. Now, 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 now the church family, I want you to, I want you to put your seatbelt on like really tight. Because you've never heard a prayer request like this one. I mean, I'm talking, this, this is, this is intense. I mean, you talk about the mysteries and glory of God. You talk about a prayer request that has the wow to it. Listen to this. According to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power in your inner being through the spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in faith and in love, may be able to comprehend With all the saints. I'm just saying. What is the length and width and height and depth of God's love? And to know Christ's love that that is unlimited. It surpasses knowledge. 
so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Wow, what a prayer request. And we're not even done yet. Paul knew his God was limitless. Paul begins with a, a, a doxology here. In fact, don't put that on the screen yet, please. I, I'm building up to it. Paul begins with a doxology here in the middle of his letter to the churches. He finishes this, this, this prayer, and then all of a sudden, the prayer explodes. That's what a doxology is. It is a majestic declaration of prayer to God. It is an outpouring of divine honor. It is a gushing burst of worship. It's a crescendo. It's like, okay, what I'm about to say, give me a drum roll. That's how big this is. And then Paul says, and here's our text in our theme verse for the month. He says, now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I love the way Eugene Peterson paraphrases this. And if you know anything about me, every now and then I just, I shoot out a little Eugene. In the Message Bible, here's the way he paraphrases it. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. Glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah, in Jesus. Glory down to all generations. Glory through all millennial. Yes! And then the Amplified Bible adds this. Now to him who is able to carry out his purposes... And to do superabundantly super more than all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams. According to the power that is at work in us. God is worthy of all praise because God is limitless. And in these two verses that we just read, Paul is giving us the answer on how we can move from believing that it is impossible to believing that everything is possible. So what I'm going to do for the next few minutes is just unpack Ephesians 3.20. The theme verse of the month of November together. Number one, as we attempt to think outside the box, make your connection with God. Make your connection with God. You say, preacher, wait, 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 where's that coming from? The very first phrase in the verse as we break it down. Now unto, say it with me, him. Who is him, by the way? Anybody know? God. Now unto him who is able. The first thing we need to do this morning is connect with God. The word now is the first word in this text. Now, think of the bigness of that word. Would you join me in meditating on the word as it fills the screen, telling us that, that this is a present tense promise from a present tense God. Now, take a deep breath and just take it in. Now. Right now. At 1140, on November the 5th, 2023, right now, God is able.
Psalm 46 verse number one says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Church family, listen to me as we begin this series on Limitless. We need to make the connection between our current circumstances and our God. We need to connect our current reality to God's ability. What is it this morning that you are facing, going through, struggling with, desiring? Our God is able. And there is an incident in the Bible that illustrates this, I think, as well as anything else I could illustrate. It's in John chapter 11 where Lazarus has died and Martha comes to Jesus. And she says in John 11, Lord, Lord, if you'd have just been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Lord, I mean, four days ago. Lord, if you'd have been there four days ago when he died, he, he wouldn't have died. I know, God, if you were there four days ago, this would all be different. Yet, even I know, God, that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Martha looks at Jesus in his face and says, God, I know that even now, even though it looks impossible, even though Lazarus has been dead for four days, even though his body is smelling like a dead man, I know, God, that whatever you ask, God will give it to you. Even right now. Church family, we need to believe that all things are possible with God. And I believe that many here in this building, in the balcony, on this campus need to have an even now moment with God. That's what Martha said, even now. Even though he's been dead four days, God, I believe you can still raise him. Because God, you are limitless. And there will be times when we have to have an even now faith. There will be. The medical report doesn't look good. Yet, even now, God, I know you can do it. God, I'm bold enough to believe, like Martha, that you have the final say, that nothing is too hard for you. I may not see it, but I know you can have a way and make a way. Even now, when you're discouraged, the presence of God can come and can build up your faith. Even now, when you feel all alone, like there's no one there, the presence of the Holy Spirit can give you a peace that passes all understanding. Even now, God can reach down into your family and bring healing and harmony and forgiveness and restoration. Even now, when everything looks impossible, we serve a God who says all things are possible. Even now, when my heart may be going cold and callous towards the things of God, our God can even now, in a moment, solve in our hearts and draw us into his presence even now when there's something that's dead the resurrection power of Christ can bring it back to life just like Jesus did in John chapter 11 because when resurrection walks into the room dead dead things walk out even now even now even now number one make your connection to God number two Magnify your comprehension of God. Now, we, we have every Sunday morning when the worship team steps into the moment and when the lights 
dim just a little, and the scripture shows up on the screen. Can I tell you, that's what that moment's all about. Are you with me? That moment is all about magnifying our comprehension of God. Now, unto him who is able, here it is, to do above and beyond all that we ask or think. Because with God, you always get more than you expect. And when Paul is trying to express that our God is able to do, he has to do it with a double compound word. I want to read this text in the King James Version. I used to preach out of this version for years. And I want to go back just for this text for a moment. Because this version poetically places an emphasis on the original Greek word to magnify the thought. And I want to do that for just a moment. So look at it here in in the King James Version. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Do you see it there? Paul uses a double compound word, above, exceeding, exceedingly. It's the word in the Greek, hooper. It's where we get our word hyper from. It's what I've been called all my life. Capaces hyper, I get it. Hyper turns active into hyperactive. Hyper turns drive into hyperdrive. Hyper turns tension into hypertension. When hyper finds its way into a word, like Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, it gets bigger, it gets better, it gets grander, it gets stronger, it gets deeper, it's exceeding. Paul is saying that God is hyper, hyper. He is incredibly incredible. He is extravagantly extravagant. He is awesomely awesome in his awesomeness. That's our God. And what Paul is saying is God is limitless. He's simply saying it surpasses knowledge. It's beyond words. There is no box big enough to hold our God. There is nothing that our God can't do. Our God is indescribably indescribable. God can God is, and God is able to do more because God always exceeds the expectations of man, always. The Lord not only forgives a sin, he forgives all sin. The Lord not only loves you when you're good, he loves you when you're bad. God didn't make just a single drop of water, he made the oceans, God didn't just create one star. God created the galaxies and the universe. God didn't just make one bird. God made thousands of kinds of birds. God didn't just make the sun. God made every sunrise and every sunset. He exceeds all expectations. And when David was rebuked of Nathan, when David had committed adultery with Bathsheba and tried to cover it up by actually having her husband murdered and lied his way through that. When Nathan finally approached David, he said in 2 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 8, I gave your master's house to you, the Lord said, and your master's wives into your arms, and I gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And if that was not enough, Pay close attention to what God said to David. I would have given you more. 
there are no limits to God's love. And if God is able to do all that, here's my, here's my thought, my question, my, here's my idea this morning. What can he do with your life? What can he do with your family? What, what, what can he do with, with, with your school, your talents, your gifts? What could God do with your friends? What could God do with your influence at work? What could God do with your future, your potential, your love? What could God do with your challenges, your difficulties, your problems, your disappointments? What could God do with your weakness? I believe the answer is found in 1 Corinthians 2, 9. But as it is written, what no eye has seen No ear has heard and no human heart has conceived. God has prepared these things for those who love him. And yet our tendency is to put God in our little bitty box. I'm glad God is not limited to what I ask or think. Amen. Psalm 78 says that Israel limited God. In verse 40, it says, how oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They tried to put God in a box. But when we confine God to our finite mind, we miss the infiniteness of God. He is limitless. Think of the immeasurable ability of our God in Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 17. Oh, Lord God. You yourself made the heavens and the earth. Unbelievable, God. You made the heavens and the earth, the galaxies, the universe. Wow. By your great power and with your outstretched arm, you did all that. Nothing is too difficult for you. If he created the universe, surely he can manage your life. Surely. But I'm so thankful he makes allowances for our limitations in prayer. Even this week, I found myself not even knowing how to ask God for something. Something that I I, I just, I know I, I need in my life for my family or our church family or in the lives of some of you sitting in this building. And as I pray, I I don't know what to say. I I stutter my way through it. And I realize, Eric, maybe it's time for you in your limit, in in the fact that you're limited, you're not unlimited. You don't know what everybody needs. You're not sure how this is going to get done. And God says in Romans 8, in the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness because we do not know what to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with inexpressible groanings. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Number one, make your connection with God. Number two, magnify your comprehension of God. And thirdly, and in closing, maintain your confidence in God. This is important. This is the crescendo. You see, when you are able to make a connection with God, now unto him who is able. When you make that connection with God, now, right now, in this moment. And secondly, when you magnify your comprehension of God, he's able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think. Thirdly, you you need to then finally maintain your confidence in God. 
And that has to do with according to the power that works in us. Because it is God's power, not our power, that is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think. And guess where the power works? Right there. Oh, wait a minute. You mean you can't buy this power at Walmart on aisle seven? No. You mean you can't get this power at the local, uh, you know, Benny Hinn crusade? (laughs) Excuse me. I usually don't say names. I apologize. I really don't. I don't like to do that. I'm, I'm sorry. You can't get this power at some crusade where somebody's kind of offering, if you want to come forward and get it, I'll punch you in the head and you'll get it. No, no, that's not where you get this. Hang with me now. Sometimes I think that we, we feel as if we just need to go find this power. Church family, according to the word of God and in the name of Jesus, I declare it's in you. If you are a born-again believer, if you've trusted Christ as your Savior, this power is in you. Where is Paul praying that God would actually strengthen us? Remember in Ephesians 3.16, it said, I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power, where? In your inner being. Through his what? Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God who comes inside of you when you are saved. At that moment, the power of God begins to work in you. Your inner being, your mind, your emotions, your will. The way you think, the way you feel, the way you decide things. It's the inner man that needs the power of God. Years ago, Hollywood went on a search for the perfect Superman, the indestructible Superman. We gotta find somebody that has the outer man as perfect as it can be. As I read this story, I thought it was interesting that they actually looked at the man who won the decathlon that year in the Olympics. They thought, let's go to the, 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 the greatest athlete on planet Earth this year. Let's see if he's a worthy Superman. Finally, as you might know, they decided on an unknown actor named Christopher Reeves. A role that is all about the outer man. Reeves' last movie role before his tragic accident. And if you don't know, the accident was, he was on a horse at a, at a, in Sweden, I think, at an equestrian challenge competition. He fell off the horse and was permanently paralyzed and lived the rest of his life in a wheelchair and on a ventilator. Christopher Reeves' last movie role before his tragic accident was one in which he played a paraplegic. He said that every day he would get in his car and drive away and was thankful that it was a role that was not really him. Seven months later, sadly, it was him. His outer man was broken. We heard our worship pastor as he introduced the worship set say that all of us need to come today to a limitless God broken. We don't bring anything to the table, church. 
It's like, God, here, here's my strength, God. I just need a little bit of yours because I'm, I'm pretty much there, God. I mean, you know, look, look God, I'm, I mean, I got a Drew Brees jersey on. I'm wearing all black. I I'm, I'm, look, look like Johnny Cash this morning with no hair. God, I mean, I, I can wax eloquent, God. You give, me a, you give me 30 minutes on stage, God. I got a few jokes. I can make people laugh. God, I got this. No, I don't. I'm broken. You see this outer man here? It's getting worse every day. My voice is struggling. My sinuses struggle. My body aches. I've got knee joints that are giving out. I, come on now, if you're over 50, can I, can, I, can I get an amen to a little bit? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. This old body is wasting away, but the inner man is being renewed day by day. And Christopher Reeves, with a broken outer body, with a body that was useless, in a wheelchair and on a ventilator for the next 25 years, did more to promote from the inner man the cause for the disabled, showing compassion to people in a wheelchair, loving people in that condition, it, he said that Chris, they said that Christopher Reeves did more as a paraplegic than he would have ever done as Superman. We have a Superman that comes to our church. His name is Mark Adams. If you don't know Mark, you need to know him. You say, who, who is this guy? Well, when he can come to church, he comes in a wheelchair. His wife, Debbie, for the last 25 years, has been carting him around in a wheelchair and pushing him through doors and into vans and, and cranes in his room that lift him up in his, in a, on a literal crane in some sort of a, of a, of a, like a hammock and moves him. He has no control over his outer man, none. He's broken, completely broken. He can't hardly feed himself. He, without the help of his precious wife, now, he came to the table with a strong outer man. You say, what did he do? Work at, in some sort of office? No, no, he was, a, he was a welder. He worked in big factories. In fact, when Jim, when Reynolds came to town, it was Mark Adams who was one of the first men that worked at that Reynolds that you worked at as you finished your career in that field. And, and he worked with big machinery and he was a well. He did all kinds of things that required his body. But in 1992, I believe it was, he found out he had MS and it got worse and worse and worse. Ended up like Christopher Reeves, essentially a paraplegic in a wheelchair. And you look at Mark and you might feel sorry for him, but I wonder today if all of us need to just get to the place where we say in our minds, we're just like that. We are broken. We, we offer nothing to God apart from the power that works in us. And that's the way we need to come this morning into this series. Now unto him who is able, not me, not you, him. He is able. It's his power that works in us. And Mark today, though he, I called him, I said, can I use you as an illustration? He said, sure, preacher, whatever you need to do. I just want my life to be used of God. I, I pray for you. I can't do a whole lot. I can't, I can't work. I can't visit. I can't walk. But he said, preacher, I can pray. I can intercede. I can go before the Father for you. I said, Mark, you're my hero, man. Every time you come through those doors in a wheelchair, I think about some of the excuses I hear from people who have this amazing outer shell, but they come up with all kinds of excuses to not serve God. I'm inspired by broken people who admit they can't do it without God. 
We need the power in our inner being. It gives us confidence, but not confidence in us, confident faith in God. Whenever you have a crisis of confidence, like I do sometimes, you ever had one of those? Like being a husband or being a dad, I'm just like, man, I I just need to make sure, you know, if I can just get my wife a nicer car or a nicer house or a nicer this, I, I have more confidence as a husband. I feel more worthy because she'll be so happy because I'll just, you ever feel that way with your kids at Christmas time? You know, just got to get them a bunch of things and I got to make sure. What about friends? If I just, if I just had more friends, what about a house? If I had a bigger house, what, what about your job? If I had job security, what about your health? If I just look stronger, I'll get in the gym, I'll work out. Everything will get better because of those things. But what I really need is inner strength from God, not outer strength from man. And God gives his power according to his riches to work in you. God works from the inside out. Man works from the outside. God works from the inside. Think of the word power. Look at it on the screen. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power. Alfred Nobel, the founder of the Nobel Prizes, was a Swedish chemist. He was an engineer, an industrialist. And one day, Mr. Nobel was working, and he discovered a very powerful substance. So he called his Greek scholar friend. And he said, sir, you're not going to believe this. I have found a powerful substance, and I want to give it a name. And so he asked the Greek scholar, what is the Greek word for power? Jalen, he said, the Greek word for power is dunamis. It's where we get our word, say it with me, church, dynamite from. Literally, the same word in Ephesians 3.20 for power, the same word in our language is dynamite. Dunamis, explosion, power. And I want you to know, if we dropped a dynamite in this building, yes, it would do some damage, but not like dropping an ounce of the Holy Spirit in this building that can change lives, save souls, and change the trajectory of your life. The power of the Holy Spirit is dynamite. Nothing can change a life like the power of the Holy Spirit. Just ask Jeff Taylor back there who sees it every day at the Gethsemane house in real time. Just ask somebody at Adult and Teen Challenge where I preached this week from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock in a chapel with a bunch of broken men whose lives are being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And just talk to one of us, like Erica Pace, who looks like it's got it all together, right? Surely, surely, Capace, I mean, surely you've done good for yourself. You're probably successful because of your personality and because of your education, because of your upbringing. Now, that's not why I'm here today, standing before you as pastor of this church for 31 years. It's the power of God. That's all it is. It's, it's something inside of me that is working. It's always working. It never stops working. Just like a blender. It has potential, but you've got to turn the switch on. So how do you turn the switch on? You yield. You walk. And you listen to the spirit of God.
Millie, if you'd put Ephesians 3.20 on that screen one more time, I just want everybody to see one more thing. Do you see that works in us? I just want to finish with this. It works in us. I want to plug into that power. That means the Holy Spirit is working in you and in me right when? When? Now. Right now. Even though you don't see it, he's working. Even though you don't feel it, he's working. I want to put my final statement on the screen and I want you to see it. God is doing something above and beyond all that we ask or think right now. And I marvel at the thought that God is working in me right now. He's working in you. He was working in you last night. He's going to be working in you in five minutes from now. He's going to work in you today and tomorrow and for the rest of your life. God is able. God is able. Think outside the box. Get God out of the box. Your little thinking that I just don't know if God can. By faith, let's believe he can. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. He works in us. I wonder this morning if there's someone here today that would like to come to the end of yourself and admit truly, you may not look like Mark Adams in a wheelchair or Christopher Reeves, a paraplegic on a ventilator, but you stand before God today in that condition. Broken. And without the power in you, you can't be the dad you should be. You can't be the wife that you need to be. The power is working in you to be a better coach, Don, a better teacher. The power is working in you to become more like Jesus so that this world can see that there's hope in Christ. And so as we give this invitation and sing this final song, I want you to know that your response will be accepted by Jesus. Your worship, he is worthy. If you need to kneel at this altar, pray like Paul prayed. If you need someone to pray with you, if you need to be saved, whatever you need to do, the power is working right now. Father, I thank you so much for this service and for what you're doing to introduce this series. And God, it's been a great year, but I don't think you're... You're not done. I don't believe you're done. You'll never be done working until you come again and we see you as you are. But until then, Father, until we're made like you, may we be image bearers, continually conforming because of the power that is working in us as we yield to that spirit, as we walk in the spirit, as we listen to the spirit. Father, that power begins to mold us and make us we become more sensitive to those around us who need the gospel we become more compassionate to those around us because we see ourselves as sheep who need a shepherd we see ourselves as weak and unable through our own strength to preach to sing, to serve to work It's all you, God. It's all about him who is able 
to do. So Holy Spirit, please show your power like dynamite. Lord, may you explode in our lives and reveal what we need to confess today and and begin to move towards believing by faith in a limitless God that we serve. In Jesus' name, amen. Shall we stand together?